Hello everybody, welcome back to Dr. Movie. Boy, oh boy, do we have one for you today. Metamorphosis from 1990. Uh, this is one of those that was on the VHS shelf back in the day that I remember, and I never picked it up, even though I remember the artwork very well. Um, you may be familiar with it as well when you see the artwork to the episode, but, you know, it always had that head that was kind of like in a gurney or something being held still, and it's screaming. I was always uh, kind of drawn to it, but I never watched the movie. And lo and behold... Never really digging into this movie, but this is an Italian knockoff movie. This is one that snuck by me that I didn't know about. This thing's directed by the infamous uh, George Eastman, which, uh, if you're a Italian horror B movie fan, Italian B movie fan, George Eastman's fingerprints are on everything. Either he's acting in it, or he wrote it, or he directed it. And he directed this uh, this thing here, uh, Metamorphosis. <clears throat> so what do you get when you cross the 1970s Bill Bixby's Incredible Hulk with the story of Jekyll and Hyde and uh, what else here? Uh, it's got some altered states in it. And then it's also got the Fly remake, which a lot of people kind of refer to this as a knockoff of the Fly uh, it kind of is in some ways, but I really get the feels for everything else for the majority of the movie is coming from these other these other factors. Uh, it's about this doctor who's uh, looking for the, the uh, fountain of youth, I guess you'd say. He's trying to eliminate aging and eliminate dying. And he's working on this serum to make this happen. And he's working at this college and apparently he's a boy genius I mean he's not a boy now but he grew up being a genius and everybody respects him and all this stuff so he's kind of got free will to do whatever he wants at this college and uh, one day this lady comes in to start investigating because the, the financial backers want to know what he's spending the money on and Lo and behold, as you can imagine, the, the lady ends up being a love interest of the doctor. Even though she's come to kind of, you know, investigate where all the money's going. And there's also other doctors there that are either jealous of the doctor. Dr. Houseman is his name. And uh, they want to know what he's up to as well. And long story short, it gets to where he loses his funding and they're wanting him to uh, administer what it is he's been working on and show it to everybody. And when he gets before the board and he kind of describes the anti-aging, reversing effects of death idea, of course, uh, they think he's crazy and out of his mind. One doctor in particular, though, is wanting to take over his research. So he feels like there's something there, and he tries to underhandedly get the doctor kicked out and him just kind of take over the process. So he's wanting to get credit for whatever comes out of this. Uh, the doctor is using animals for experience, experience, experiments, but then he also starts using people, which is probably a big no-no. Uh, I mean, I know doctors use people a lot back in the, back in the German days, for sure, the Nazi days. Uh, but I think uh, 
he's using people to try to do this aging thing, and it really has to do with the organs, you know, the liver and the heart. These are the kind of factors that they're looking at. And when he runs out of uh, people to try this out on, he decides to do it to himself, a la Bill Bixby, right? Bill, you know, Bruce Banner. And in doing so, it's it's pretty interesting that the whole process of this is this serum gets injected into you, not into your arm, not into your left buttock, but in your eyeball. So the whole setup of you know the the, the like I said the artwork on the cover of this head being strapped down in this kind of gurney looking thing. It's to hold you still so the robotic arm will come and inject you in your eyeball with this serum. Why? <laughs> probably just because it seems like a cool idea. But scientifically, there's probably no reason whatsoever that you can just inject this in your arm or whatever. But anyways, you got to have something that sells the movie. So the eyeball it is. Which is a big Italian horror thing anyways. So uh, so he ends up injecting himself. And things go pretty good for a while. He starts experiencing things like uh, more than normal human strength. Like he's playing uh, racquetball. And he ends up like hitting the ball so hard that the ball goes through the racket. So he starts experiencing having this incredible strength feeling very good. His body is rejuvenating, right? It's rebuilding the cells. But there's also a thing where he starts to realize that things are happening and then he doesn't even remember it, much like Jekyll and Hyde, right? He takes the serum, goes out, much like Hyde, but he goes out and picks up a, a prostitute and beats the crap out of her and doesn't remember a thing about it. And he finds some clues later on to show that he actually did this. So he goes back and retraces his steps and sees the girl. And, of course, she's battered and bruised. And she's got some guys that kind of attack Dr. Houseman. And, again, the whole Bill Bixby thing, he kind of snaps and just starts throwing guys around the room, strangling one to death, and getting out of there. So, you know... Things are things are going a little awry for for our doctor here, and uh, again the love interest, the lady that's come to shut his business down, ends up caring for him, and they start having a little relationship and going out. And she's got a son; he's trying to warm up to the son, but the son don't really have anything to do with him. Almost like that whole judge of character thing, right? Because all the animals and everything react every time he's around too. They, you know, know something's up with him. He's not natural. And uh, this kind of keeps going on. Uh, you kind of get, like I said, the altered states thing because he's reverting back to before man. There's even a scene where he's like going through these stages and he's on the ground and he's slithering like a snake. Even though he's still in human form, in his mind he's seeing movement like across the ground like he's crawling like a snake and all this stuff. So very hallucinogenic type stuff, just like altered states. And then from there, it really does transform into the story of the fly, where uh, he uh, decides to uh, inject himself again. Uh, he starts getting addicted to it, and then all of a sudden he ages like 50 years 
in an hour. So he gets really, really old. <clears throat> so you go through this whole peri uh, period here where he's in a hospital and they're trying to care for him. They can't explain what happened. And his body is really starting to transform now. But it's really going, like, speeding up the aging process. At this point, uh, the doctor that's trying to steal his work comes and visits him at the hospital. And they have a confrontation. And dude is still continuing to change. He's turning into something else. And he ends up killing this doctor that's trying to steal his work. Breaks out wants to go get the serum again and inject himself again because again he's he's so addicted to it but he's he's changing into something totally different you can't really tell a lot you can just tell he's really gross so if, again if you think about the cronenberg version of the fly it's kind of got that kind of feel to it except what he's really turning into after i kind of looked into this uh he's turning into a lizard man and matter of fact, there's some scenes in here where you swear, I mean, because he's even got a long brown, you know, jacket on. And you think, man, he's just going to go fight Spider-Man somewhere because he looks like Dr. Lizard. Seriously, he looks like Dr. Lizard. So you go through this whole scene where uh, he goes back to his love interest house because she's got the serum. He's going to steal it from her, go to the hospital, inject himself, and everything will be hunky-dory, right? Well, on his way out, of course, he ends up, you know, slashing some people here and there. He doesn't kill the girl. But when he leaves, for some reason, her son is in the back seat of the car. I don't know if he grabbed him and took him with him. That's what it seems like. And off to the hospital we go, or the, or the lab, where he's going to inject himself. So now the the... the the lead actress here is on her way to go save her son and you get some more carnage here where he's just killing security guards and all these things and trying to get into his office and, and or the lab and inject himself and the boy starts wrecking a little havoc while this is going on so he's got to stop and start chasing the boy the boy runs into his mom later on and so the mom saves him and then they run to the outside door and they get outside and there's a whole bunch of cops there and a basically a firing squad waiting for the doctor to come out. And when he comes out, he's not Dr. Lizard anymore. He looks like a freaking dinosaur that would be fighting Gamera. <laughs> it's just a full body suit, you know, uh, cheap dinosaur outfit <laughs> why I have no idea but it's pretty hilarious and then the firing squad just starts unloading on the guy and they hold the fire because obviously it looks like it's not killing him he's just, just standing there and roaring like a dinosaur and he steps back into some fog and kind of disappears and when they go in there he is totally disintegrated his body has just completely decomposed and broke down, and it's just mush on the ground. <laughs> and at this point, you see the little boy running around, and he grabs something, and he's hiding it from his mom. He brings it with him. And then you see them loading up the car. They're going to move away and go back to New York, wherever they originally came from. And the little boy has this box in his lap, and he opens it up, 
and there's a little bitty lizard. And the mom knows right away that that lizard is Dr. Houseman. And that's how this thing ends. <laughs> so, uh, boy, that's a lot to unpack in a movie that is obviously borrowing from a lot of resources. Uh, I'll go ahead and give this a quick rating. I, I give it a three out of five. Uh, and that's that's pretty high. I'd, I'd almost go with a two. It's really not that good. Uh, even the kill scenes, you're like, eh, okay. You know. Uh, it did kind of pick up the pace a little bit when he became Dr. Lizard. But other than that, this, this just kind of trods along. Nothing really groundbreaking here. Uh, but, again, to my surprise, an Italian horror ripoff again and I'm just really surprised I never realized that's what this was so uh, there's pretty much my take on this one in a nutshell it's on Tubi uh, the reason I watched it because it came right after the movie I was watching before I just went ahead and started watching it because I remember the artwork and I said sure why not and uh, not terrible but not great Definitely got some some weakness in it. I will say one thing: there's some pretty good soundtrack stuff on there. That's very very uh, Claudio Simonetti, if you know who that is, the guy from Goblin. Uh, if you think about like the Tenebrae soundtrack stuff like that, this one's pretty comparable to that. It's very drum machine synthesizer kind of stuff, but pretty good. So I will give it credit for the music. Um, not really a bad shot movie. I mean, I thought. George Eastman, for what he is, this is really not too bad a work for him. So, there you go, folks. If you want to, check this one out. Uh, again, it's for free. What have you got to lose? But uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it, uh, or at least find it palatable. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for this episode. We will check you later.